You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the Sal Sports and Stuff podcast. Also have a little video element to it for those of you who want to catch a video and see a couple of really, really good looking guys, especially the one that's on the screen with me right now. John Scott from Spectrum News is going to be joining me here on the podcast. John, how are you, buddy? I'm good. Uh, I love talking draft and, and we're getting closer. Yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to have what we're going to do here on the pod today very quickly. I don't want to keep these podcasts going too long. I like to have it just wrapped up nice and neat for everybody on their commute, wherever they do. Maybe they're, you know, mowing the lawn as the weather getting nicer, something they can do for, you know, a good half hour, 45 minutes tops. But we have two mock drafts we want to do. So we'll fly through them. And the idea here today is I'm going to start with pick number one. We're going to go all the way through the Bills pick at 30, and we can even do the final two. That's fine. And then we're going to do the same thing, but John's going to start with pick number one in the Jags, and we're going to do the same thing to see how the board has fallen differently. We won't spend a ton of time talking about each draft pick, um, but we're just going to kind of fly through these picks and see how the board falls differently based on how the two of us would draft. Before I do that, though, I didn't tell John this. I don't want to spend too much time. He knows I went to Cleveland. Uh, He's an Indians fan. He is, he loves Cleveland sports. He knows all about the city. We had a great time at Progressive Field. It was really cool, man. Seriously, that's a great stadium. I know you've spent a lot of time there. Yeah, we had season tickets uh, from the opening season of 94 through, I don't know, like 2010. Obviously, I was away at college and stuff for part of that, but had fantastic seats around uh, back behind home plate where uh, the old netting used to end. Um, but uh, I saw your seats in the standing room. I've also done those as well. Uh, it, it's a stadium that has truly withstood the test of time. I have never been a standing room only guy. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. But you know, we did it because it was cheap and because we figured, hey, there's only 30% people there. We'll have room. It's not like we're going to be elbow to elbow. And it worked out great, man. And you know, and we had great seats. We got there early enough that I got right down in the first row above right field. And you know, Max has his Aaron Judge jersey on, and he's watching Aaron Judge right in front of him in right field, which was really cool. So. I just really enjoyed the experience. It went the Indians way, not the Yankees way, at least that game on Sunday. But it was a very cool experience. Have you ever been to the uh, Christmas Story House, by the way? Actually, I have not. And I will admit, even though uh, born and raised in Cleveland, I've never been to it. And I actually don't even really like that mm. movie that much. Uh, it, it would wow. not make my top five Christmas stories. I, I, I think I think it's TBS that does like a marathon on Christmas Day. Let's, let's shift it to Christmas Story or Elf as opposed to uh, Christmas Story. That's on the tease of the podcast. I'm just going to tease it out there right now. I, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to tease it. Why John Scott does not like, why don't you like Christmas stories? Just I just not. don't think it's that funny, to be honest with you. Now, it is cool to see like the department store at the beginning of yeah. the movie. My dad worked there for a little bit growing up. He was born and raised in Cleveland. So like that's cool. Uh, and that department store is, I believe, right where the casino is right now uh, for those yes. who've been to Cleveland. So uh, like it's cool to see that. But you know, there's parts of it. I just think there's better, more entertaining Christmas movies. 
All right. Well, it is Higby's in the movie. It is Jack's Casino now in Cleveland. And it is, speaking of Jack's, how about that? Good segue, John. Jacksonville, <laughs> 7 o'clock, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm going to start off. I'm going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars, as most mocks are. These these are the picks that what we think the team would do in this situation, um, not necessarily what what we think they should do and say, well, they probably will do this, but we want something else. We're going to do mostly what we think the team will do in these situations. And I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence. Obviously he's been the number one pick earmarked since his freshman year of 2018 at Clemson. So he'll go number one, number two to the jets, John. Yeah. Zach Wilson. And, and don't we hope on Thursday night that these obvious selections go this quick? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would hope so. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have number three. Now it's funny because we're hearing all this sourcing coming out. What's going to happen. I kind of should have had you start off because I wanted you to go three and then figure out what's going to happen. So I think now the latest that we're hearing is that Kyle Shanahan really wants Mac Jones. So guess what? I think Kyle Shanahan's going to get his job guy and I'm going to go with Mac Jones, number three to start this exercise to see how the board falls. But we don't really know what's going to happen. I, I, I'm going to take Mac Jones to uh, to the San Francisco 49ers here. Which seems crazy. But three quarterbacks are going to go one, two, three. The draft begins at four, in my opinion. If we're not doing trades, uh, which probably would make things way too complicated, uh, the best player available is Kyle Pitts. Uh, so that's the direction I'm going to go. All right, so Kyle Pitts goes number four. By the way, John and I are both using mock draft machines. I'm using the draft network. Which one are you? Same thing? Me too, yep. Okay, so that way we can kind of keep track of all of these picks. All right, the Cincinnati Bengals are up. When I did the mock last week with WGR, I had the Cincinnati Bengals taking Jamar Chase because in NFL circles, I guess that's kind of where they seem to be leaning. But I'm going to go different this time because I still think that um, the tackle, Panay Sewell, is very much in play. And I think they have to protect you know, Joe Burrow. So I, I think I'm going to take Penny Sewell, number five, the offensive tackle for Oregon, to the Cincinnati Bengals here. And this is exactly the perfect case scenario for the Dolphins and why I believe they traded back up to six. I think they want Pitts or Jamar Chase. They need to add a weapon with Tua. Uh, and worst case would be if Sewell fell for them, they could still use a tackle. In this case, Jamar Chase is on the board, uh, and that's another big-time weapon for Tua. All right, so John Scott, Spectrum News, he's picking the even-numbered picks. I'm picking the odd-numbered picks. Uh, we go Pitts, Sewell, Chase, four, five, six. Now we get to seven. It is the Detroit Lions, and I think there's a perfect scenario for the Detroit Lions. Uh, they get what I think many consider the best receiver in this class, although I think Chase is probably a little ahead of Waddle. Waddle's certainly a guy that you can't go wrong with. Jalen Waddle goes to Detroit. They just lost Kenny Galladay, obviously. Uh, Marvin Jones no longer there, so I think this is a great fit for them, Jalen Waddle. Yeah, and uh, in other mocks I've done here at eight with Carolina, you could go a couple different directions, uh, but I, I, you always want to protect your quarterback here. So I'm going to go with Rashawn Slater, the tackle out of Northwestern. Yeah, I agree. I think this is a really nice. That's uh, that's basically you know need meets value for them for sure. That gets to number nine. I cannot see how the Denver Broncos would let Justin Fields slip by them at number nine if he's still there. I, but John, here's the thing. I, I've said this in a few mocks. I've taken Justin Fields here. This is a pick maybe more about Drew Locke than it is about Justin Fields. And I know you're an Ohio State guy. You've watched him. Um, so you can give a quick opinion on him if you will, because I think our listeners would be curious from an Ohio State guy. Right. I don't understand why he's not considered the third or maybe even the second best quarterback in this thing. I've seen things, you know, well, he couldn't beat out Jake Fromm. I mean, that was years ago, and Jake Fromm was a, was a good, solid college quarterback. There's a lot of quarterbacks that are very good in college that don't uh, project and, and ultimately, you know, play well in the NFL. I don't think that that should have anything to do with where Justin Fields is. He was fantastic at Ohio State. His athleticism has been showcased on the field and with Pro Day. He has the arm to make all the throws. Uh, I just, I just, and again, just because an Ohio State quarterback hasn't been great in the NFL, that's another, I think, unnecessary knock. 
because how many schools have produced great quarterbacks consistently? Uh, so this would be a home run for the Broncos uh, and, and maybe put Drew Locke kind of in that Sam Darnold type situation of a guy you don't maybe want to give up on, but a team uh, may, may take a swing on. And one quick point too, Patrick Mahomes couldn't beat out Davis Webb until he got hurt twice at Texas Tech, which is right. So you're Good right. call. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you're going fields at nine. All yes, right. Fields at nine. All right. Uh, I've seen a lot of this and, and it would make sense. They need corner help. That defense was awful in Dallas, despite Dak Prescott pre-injury being Superman. Patrick Sertan, the second, uh, most believe is the best cornerback in this draft. So that's the route I'm going to go at 10. Yeah, this leaves interesting uh, options available for the Giants at 11, because I think that, um, you know, Devonta Smith sitting there, you'd be very kind of tempting to take him. But, you know, they went out and they overhauled the offense a little bit uh, to add some weapons in the offseason. Now I think they have to concentrate on defense. And and part of the reason I love this pick, because they used to have a guy named Jason Seahorn, like Jay Seahorn. Now they're going to have a J.C. Horn, which is Joe Horn's son, uh, the corner out of South Carolina. I'll take him to the Giants. I think they have to help that defense. All right, the Eagles, I mean, they're, they're clearly reshuffling the deck here. Uh, Devontae Smith is interesting, but I, I'm going to go defense, and I think Micah Parsons, the Penn State guy, going uh, to the Eagles is the route I'm going to go. I was just watching some more film on him this morning, man. He's, he's good. He's a really good athlete, by the way. He can do a lot of different things. Are you surprised Devontae Smith has fallen this far in our mock? No, uh, I think 166 pounds is the weigh-in. Um, I mean – some of my skinniest friends are 166 pounds, and that's not denying his talent. But the NFL level, uh, I mean, even if he packed on 15 pounds of muscle, 180 is still pretty small for an NFL guy. Uh, so if you're going to invest a first-round pick, you want him to be durable. And at 166, I think there's serious questions. Um, the Draft Network's board has Christian Darasaw as the top-rated tackle on the board, and right now he's also, in fact, is he, he's pretty close to top-rated. He's 15th, and I think that's the right spot here for him to go to the Chargers. They need to protect Justin Herbert as well. They have weapons. They don't need to add weapons. They need protection for their young quarterback. Not that he took a ton of sacks last year, but you want to make sure that you're keeping him upright as much as possible. That brings us to 14 of the Minnesota Vikings. Boy, wouldn't this be interesting because yeah. a lot of people, I, I mean – Kirk Cousins is still there, but not everyone sold on him. Would you take a guy like Lance to roll the dice? If not, New England hits an absolute home run here. Uh, I'm going to go with them going on defense, and I'm going to say Jalen Phillips is the pick here, uh, and that that I would say is one of the worst-case scenarios as a Bills fan uh, with New England coming at 15. Yeah, because New England comes up at 15, and – you know, there's rumblings today. They're going to trade into the top 10 or trying to, to get a quarterback. Well, they don't have to here in this scenario, Trey Lance, by the way, Trey Lance, a native of Minnesota, the Vikings pass on him and they let him go to the bills division rival, the new England Patriots. I'm going to take Trey Lance. The Patriots get what they hope is their quarterback of the future at 15. Absolutely. Now you move to 16 and that is Arizona. And while I'm not completely familiar with all of their team, uh, I do know Obviously, with Cliff Kingsbury and everything, every the focus is on defense uh, or offense. Excuse me. I'm going to go defense here, and a guy a lot of Bills fans really like Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa uh, out of Notre Dame, a, a versatile linebacker that that kind of is that safety linebacker mix. 
Yeah, that's interesting. This is an interesting team for them. They could have gone a lot of different directions. You know, the Raiders are sitting there, and we know that they love their receivers over the years, right? Devontae Smith is out there. But, um, again, I think it's an issue where they they still have to find a way to revamp their offensive line. They've revamped, I should say, their offensive line. They still have a little question at right tackle. In fact, a couple of days ago, Mike Mayock was talking about a practice squad player possibly being a projected starter there. Well, this is where Tevin Jenkins comes in. I think this is perfect need meets value for the Raiders to go Tevin Jenkins, the offensive tackle, he could play guard as well out of Oklahoma State. And now we fall to the Miami Dolphins, their second, second-round pick. And, I mean, when you look at it, Devontae Smith is a guy a lot of people had mocked – or, yeah, excuse me, a lot of people had he mocked to them early right? In the, in the beginning portion of the first round. I'm going to go here on the defensive side of things, and I'm going to take Quiddy Pay out of Michigan, uh, arguably the top edge rusher in this class. Boy, if they come away from this draft with pay and one of those big three or four receiver slat pits, receivers, whatever, that's a nice haul for the Miami Dolphins in these two picks. There's no doubt about it. All right, let's go to Washington, who's up next. Boy, Smith is still staring them right there. I mean, what do they do? Do they take Devonta Smith? Do they pull the trigger on that? Um, I don't know. Let me just see. Who are the offensive tackles? are starting to come off the board as well, so I can't go there. You know what? They kind of they need a little more help on the offense, but – I think with Caleb Farley, the cornerback sitting there where he is, I think the medicals on him are the only question. I'm going to take Caleb Farley to go to Washington. It's kind of in their backyard there, Virginia Tech. So maybe that they have a little more intel on him as well. Yeah. And now I'm going to actually, the, the Devontae Smith free fall is going to end here with the Bears. Okay. I, I think, especially with the Allen Robinson situation, seemingly uh, heading to a, a bad road. Uh, I think you replenish the wide receiving group and try to make the most. So Brett brings us to 21 to round out the top 20. We had um, at, starting at 17, Raiders, Tevin Jenkins, 18, Quiddy Pay, 19, Caleb Farley, and 20, Devonta Smith, the wide receiver out of Alabama. John Scott is picking the even numbers. I'm picking the odd numbers right now. We'll flip-flop it when we're done here after we get all the way to the Bills pick. That brings us to the Colts at number 21. There's two things they absolutely need. That is offensive tackle and edge rusher. Um, right now the offensive tackles are kind of thinning out, but edge rusher, there's a guy sitting there. I really like Aziz Ojulari of Georgia. I, I, I like him for the bills. I don't think he'll get there. And he stops right here in this mock going 21 to the Colts. And now we are at 22 with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, and this is an interesting one. According to the draft network, cornerback is their top need. We know that they could use wide receivers here. You know what? I'm going to go with, after losing Corey Davis, mm -hmm. I'm going to go with Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota to, to fill that void and, and continue to have a dynamic duo uh, with him and A.J. Brown. Yeah, I like it. Rashad Bateman, I like him as a player. I think he, he walks in right away and he fits that offense. He can play kind of right away in the NFL. All right, pick number 23. Uh, this is going to be the... New York Jets, remember, they went with Zach Wilson on the offensive side. But now here, they're looking maybe for the defensive side. Is there someone – you know who's staring right at the right, them in the face is Zayvon Collins, the linebacker. And I know that they um, have um, uh, what's uh, C.J. Mosley. C.J. Mosley, he hasn't played in like two years. But to me, this looks like a guy that could kind of fit right into their defense. I think Zayvon Collins is a guy that goes right to the Jets there, and then they figure out what they want to do with C.J. Mosley. I'll take Collins, number 23. And Collins is similar to uh, J-O-W, uh, or J-O-K, I should say, from Notre Dame, is one of those hybrid guys that seem to be the the real, you know, flashy thing to add, like a Matt Milano type guy. All right, Steelers at 24. Um, I think their offensive line needs work. 
And as much as we've seen maybe Najee Harris or ETN at this point, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker is a guy who played tackle, can play guard as well, uh, and they can figure it out uh, with, you know, similar to what the Bills have done with Cody Ford. So Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. And Kevin Colbert was actually even saying the same thing, I think, earlier today, where he talked about like just a little more work to be done on the offensive line. So uh, I think that's really interesting. So the Jags, they got their quarterback at the top of the draft when we started this. You know, they still need a little offensive line help. There's, I don't really like what's going on uh, overall in the tackle spot, but Christian Barmore is there. Um, I'm sorry, defensive line, Christian Barmore is there as well. Uh, what about interior offensive lineman? Landon Dickerson, that's who I was going to look at. Sorry, I hit the wrong page. Landon Dickerson out of Alabama. I like him. He can do a lot for the Jags up front. He can help out their young quarterback, of course, and he comes from a program in Alabama. And, you know, he's played a lot. He's played a while now. He's played five years, but he's had a lot of injuries. But I do think he fits up here for the Jags to kind of help out their young quarterback up front, Landon Dickerson. All right. Now the Cleveland Browns. Ooh, and, yeah, and the start here. And after releasing uh, Sheldon Richardson, uh, they're going to go right back and fill the well with Christian Barmore yeah. from Alabama. Yeah, you like that player for the Browns? I do. I think that or corner. So I would say it was between Christian Barmore or Greg Newsom the second, uh, who ironically I think, uh, not to get ahead of ourselves, are two guys that should be on the Bills radar at 30. All right, so the Ravens here, they can go in a number of directions. Remember, they have two first-rounders now, 27 and 31, after the uh, trade they made with the Kansas City Chiefs. But they are always searching for wide receiver help, and Elijah Moore is staring them right in the face here. So I think Elijah Moore would fit right on the Ravens, uh, be put in that offense to help out uh, You know, Lamar Jackson. They, they've been in search of <laughs> – there used to be a show called In Search Of with Leonard Nimoy. That was the Ravens and wide receivers, and I think they could add Elijah Moore, who I like as a player a lot, by the way. And you add Elijah Moore's speed with Hollywood Brown's speed yeah. with Lamar Jackson's speed. Uh, you'd be chasing guys for day. It's almost like yeah. facing the Chiefs. Uh, all right, the Saints are at 28 here. Uh, and I'm going to take another Big Ten cornerback to, to help them. And I'm going to go with Greg Newsom here uh, to go opposite, uh, not Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, Michael Thomas. No, the cornerback. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, Lattimore, you're right. Okay, yeah. I there you saying. go. You had it right the first time. <laughs> You're talking uh, about Canada. We're going fast here, folks. So that's yeah. why we're getting caught up a little bit. We're trying to do this as fast as possible. I'm sorry. Who was the pick, though? I did Greg Newsom the yeah. second out of Northwestern. Oh, man. I'm telling you, John, every single time I do a mock, every time Greg Newsom is there, he's there, he's there. And I'm like, oh, my God, he fits for the Bills. Then he gets snatched up right before the Bills pick, just like you did. So uh, it doesn't surprise me that he went right there. And then here we have the Green Bay Packers at 29, who always seem to need help for Aaron Rodgers but don't give him help. But in this case, I think they might be able to give him some help because there are some very talented wide receivers still left out there, including Kadarius Tony, the slot receiver who can fit right into that offense. Uh, give Aaron Rodgers another weapon. So, yep, Aaron, you finally got what you wanted. I'm going to give you Kadarius Tony from the Green Bay Packers. That brings us to number 30 in the Buffalo Bills. It is an even pick, so I'll let you go first, but let's kind of talk about the way the board has fallen for the Bills here. Do you like the way the board has fallen? Do you like the options available, or in this spot, if you were Brandon Bean, would you say, I'd rather trade down? I would rather trade down, and this is a scenario that, as I've run a lot of mocks over the past month or so, I, I seem to find myself at 30 with the Bills in this position. Both running backs are on the board. Uh, there is a wide receiver or two. Uh, in that grouping that's there. And then you're kind of at the back end of the edge rushers. 
And so I think it's like a little too high to maybe go that edge rushers. There's that second tier of cornerbacks that I, I don't necessarily think you go with at 30. So this in this scenario, I would be looking to trade down and maybe recoup a fourth or just get another top 100 pick. Yeah, I agree. I, everything you said about the board, every time I do a mock, the way it falls for the Bills, I'm just not in love with it. I'd rather the Bills either trade up to get somebody they really like or once you get here, kind of trade down. But not going to happen here in our draft. I mean, you do have some guys that have kind of been going and been tied to the Bills a little bit. If you want to go edge, you have Tryon and Owe. Uh, if you want to go wide receiver, Rondell Moore is still there. Terrace Marshall Jr. is still there. Uh, there are some players, but you don't have to go to either of those positions. What do you want to do at 30? I'll let you start. I, if, if they're not trading, I'm going to go with, I'll, I'll go with Travis Etienne. Uh, Ooh, I think right. because I feel like he could help them in the offense more now and later than a wide receiver. Another position I've been advocating them to take early. Uh, and if I did, I would have gone Terrace Marshall Jr. But I'm going to go with Travis Etienne at 30 for the Bills, the running back out of Clemson. If I was in this spot for the Bills, I probably, I think I might go Joe Tryon, maybe Asante Samuel, but I don't love a Samuel's fit in the Bills defense necessarily. I like him as a player, you know, but I don't know if that's a fit necessarily. I'd probably go Tryon given the way the board fell. Quick question for you. Do you have ETN? Like, do you think he's, do you have him ahead of Harris overall or just for a Bills fit? I think I have him overall, but in particular for a Bills fit. I, I mean, it, Harris doesn't have like he has more speed than you would think from someone his size, but he's not the ultimate home run hitter. Uh, and if they didn't have Moss and Singletary, I'd probably would, would be more on board with the Harris pick. But for what the Bills have, ETN, and I do tend to like him just in general more so slightly than Harris. Okay. Um, let's just round it out so I can basically do a screenshot and print it up. I'm going to go with Joe Tryon then, the edge rusher. Uh, 31 for the Ravens who are now in that spot. And that brings us to 32 for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Where would they go at the back end of the round? You know what? Let's get the rich, get richer. Terrace Marshall Jr. I, I think then that way they can kind of, you know, it fills Antonio Brown's the uncertainty. And now once again, Brady throwing to uh, a plethora of weapons offensively. Okay, so I think I can sh I can save this somehow, right? I can do a yeah. If you want to save, save the mock, all right. I'm gonna write Sal and John one so that I can put it up there for everybody to see a little bit later. All right, so let me just take one second here to kind of start a new mock. We're gonna do that. So John and I went through. See that didn't uh, go too badly. Any surprises as you look over the first round and you take a look? I think Devonta Smith falling as far as he did, but I think it is possible that happens now. Absolutely. I, I do think that that's how it could fall. It, it is interesting. Uh, again, not too much in the mock world is surprising me at this point, uh, only because I've run so many simulations myself that I feel like I've touched on every single sort of a scenario. And again, the way things fell with the bills is, is pretty common. So uh, was not too, too surprised about that. Hey, he is John Scott, Spectrum News. You can follow him on Twitter at John Scott TV. You see that down there on the screen. We're doing a little video here as well, but this is the South Sports and Stuff podcast. By the way, thanks for downloading, subscribing. We got iTunes, Spotify, uh, the Odyssey website and app, WGR550.com, all those different platforms for you on the podcast. Thanks for everybody for um, helping me get on the top charts of iTunes. I'm super pumped and proud about that. I'm uh, going to keep it rolling this week with a lot of draft talk, and we're starting off with mock drafts here on a Monday. It's a double mock draft day. 
I just started with number one. John starts with number one here in mock draft. Number two, you are on the clock with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence. And again, if this takes the full 15, I'm going to be super annoyed with uh, my guy, Urban Meyer. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully that doesn't happen for sure. Uh, The Jets are going to go with Zach Wilson. I mean, they could throw a curveball. I don't see it happening. Uh, There's been nothing to suggest anything other than Zach Wilson to the Jets basically since his pro day. And you know what? I'm going to go with Trey Lance at number three for the San Francisco 49ers. Something different. I'm glad you did that so that we didn't go through the same exercise here in the top five. Right. right. And and if it truly is between Mac Jones and Trey Lance, I think maybe Josh Allen showed teams that it's worth it to roll the dice on the guy with more top end potential um, than it is to play it safe. And I just, for the life of me, it's not an, a major indictment on Mac Jones, but he's not the third best quarterback in this draft. I just cannot foresee that happening. I, I would be shocked if that happened. So I'm going Trey Lance. Okay. That brings me to number four. And I'm not going to do much different than you did because I do think Kyle Pitts is the best non-quarterback in this draft. And look who their head coach is now, Arthur Smith, you know, coming from Tennessee, a very good offensive mind. I think he'll figure out how to use him. And I know there's been some talk about maybe trading Julio Jones. Maybe this is why, I mean, maybe it's for a receiver, but they know they're going to add another weapon. There's so many miles to feed, right? So I'm going to go Kyle Pitts at number four, bringing us to the Bengals at number five. All right, and for the sake of not repeating ourselves, let's go with Jamar Chase. Let's reunite Joe Burrow uh, with his top target from that incredibly prolific offense at LSU. So the Bengals beefing up on wide receivers. They're bringing in Jamar Chase. All right, so that leaves to me a guy that I I think Bills fans will not want to see on the Miami Dolphins. That is Jalen Waddell. You know, there's two schools of thought. Do you help Tua with a guy that can kind of work underneath and – accentuate his short game or, hey, give him the guy that he can hit the home run ball with. And I think Jalen Waddle can do everything. So I'm going to go Jalen Waddle to the Miami Dolphins at number six. And now you look at Detroit and you're like, okay, I mean, if I have to take the top tackle in this draft, I'm more than okay doing that. Uh, Panay Sewell out of Oregon at seven to the Detroit Lions. And that takes us to number eight. I think you did the same thing here, but I cannot pass up on Rashawn Slater to help out an offensive line that needs a little bit of help and obviously to protect Sam Darnold um, and maybe a younger quarterback down the road if I eventually move on from Darnold. And then that brings us to Denver, where again, Justin Fields is sitting here just staring them in the face. But you know what? I, I think Josh Allen showed that patience is a virtue that teams maybe should be willing to have through three seasons to see. And I I think with Drew Locke, he has the talent. Turnovers are terrible. Decision-making hasn't been great. Uh, But those are some things we did see with Josh. Not the exact same trajectory, but I think they're going to roll with him one more year. They're going to go a different direction here. Uh, And that's where I think Patrick Sertan is going to be the pick here for Denver at nine. All right. I like it because you're going a little different, even for the sake of doing it. I don't care. That's great. I haven't. I've been a little too consistent from our first one, but that what you did, though, forces me not to because you had Sertan going 10 to the Dallas Cowboys. So that means I have to do something a little bit different. Um, I do think the Cowboys need corner help, though. And I think J.C. Horn is considered the consensus number two, probably corner, maybe number three even. Caleb Farley's still sitting there, but I think Horn fits what the Cowboys want to do. I'm going to go with him at number 10. And now we're at 11 with the New York Giants. Hey, let's see here. Um Let's beef up the defense, and I'm going to go with Quiddy Pay out of Michigan uh, going much higher in this round with us uh, than he did uh, the previous mock. It's funny. All the mocks that I do, the edge, the edge guys, none of them go early, but then there's a huge run on them from like 10 to 20. 
boom, boom, boom. They just go off the board, right? And you start to see one. You're like, oh, I like it. And then it just doesn't work out because they wind up going off the board. That brings us to 12 and the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, it happened last time. It's not going to happen this time. I'm going to have the Eagles take Devonta Smith, the wide receiver. He's not going to slip that far this time. He's going to stay at number 12, and I think the Eagles could really use him. All right, we're at 13 with the Chargers. Uh, and let's protect Justin Herbert, Christian Derisaw, the tackle out of Virginia Tech. All right, we both go tackle for the Chargers. I think we're both in the same wavelength there. But now, something totally different for the Vikings. Um, Justin Fields at 14. That is great value. And here's the best part about the Vikings. This is Andrew Brandt tweeted something earlier today who used to work for the Packers. He said, the best time to grab a young QB is when you don't need one. That way you're not forced into one, basically, to try and have to chase one later. Like you could say they need a QB, but come on, Kirk Cousins is still the starter there. You have the best of both worlds here. You can let Kirk Cousins play, groom Justin Fields, move on from Kirk Cousins. Justin Fields becomes the starter in Minnesota. I got Fields to the Vikings here at 14. And what a great situation for Fields to come into yeah. uh, offensively there. That leaves the last quarterback standing for the Patriots at 15 is Mac Jones. Uh, and I heard you and Jeremy discussing this earlier. This would be the guy that you would be most okay with New England getting, and I agree with that. Mac Jones, the quarterback out of Alabama, goes to the Patriots at 15. The Cardinals can do a lot of different things. I think both of us agree that maybe defense is where they lean, and Caleb Farley, to me, really fits. Um, they just lost Patrick Peterson. I think this is a, a spot for them to take a look at that particular position and grab a guy who many believe is the number one player, but he does have a bit of a medical concern. You have to get past that, but let's just say they do. I have the Cardinals with Caleb Farley. Let's go to the Raiders at 17, and let's address that tackle spot with Tevin Jenkins, the tackle out of Oklahoma State. Yeah, they again, you know, they overhauled that line, but they still have that need at right tackle. I like it. All right, the Miami Dolphins are next up. What did we do early on? You had uh, Quiddy Pay. Quiddy Pay. Okay. Edge for the Dolphins on the first pick. So, you know what? I think they might want to go. You know, I'm going to throw a little curveball at you here, John. I don't know if we've had this guy going this high in a lot of mocks, but. I'm going to have the Dolphins shoring up the run game with Najee Harris. I think Harris is um, – the Dolphins have been a team in search of a run game for a while. They haven't – they've been shuffling running backs in and out. Harris can come right in. He can play, and he can be a player on their team and reunite him, by the way, with Tua. I like that. I like that. That puts 19 with the Washington football team. And I'm going to go with Micah Parsons, a guy who probably has top five talent. There's some other concerns with people. Uh, but talent-wise, that that's a really good value pick at 19. Okay, that leaves the Chicago Bears at number 20. Um, you talked about, and I think we went wide receiver last time, that that's really not an option at this particular point. Um, boy, they could, is there really a quarterback left for them? No. Um, okay, so how about we go, you know what? I'm going to stick with corner. I'm going to go on that side of the ball. Let me look at my board here. I'm a, maybe a little overdraft by some of the mocks I've seen, but Greg Newsom, the second, the guy that I say always seems to go off the board before they get uh, to the Buffalo Bills, maybe a little earlier than normal, but I think the Bears would like to help out that defense there with Greg Newsom, the second. That will help their, their um, you know, getting to the passer as well, having a little more coverage. And he's a Chicago guy who went to Northwestern. Yeah. I think he'd be pretty cool with that. All right, 21, the uh, the cheat or oh my goodness the Colts excuse me at 21 uh and, and as much as they've been known for their offensive line I think they could still use a little help there especially what was it Anthony Costanzo I believe retired yeah uh, so let's go with Elijah Vera Tucker again I mentioned it earlier he played tackle some may think similar to Cody Ford maybe better suited at guard but you they can kick the tires at tackle to start and that leaves number 22, and we come up to the Tennessee Titans. 
Uh, the Titans, you know, you could make an argument for a few different spots for the Titans. You made a really good one at wide receiver last time. And in fact, I think I might want to go there. Let me just check out, see where my guy Bateman is. Yes, he's still there. Rashad Bateman at 22. I think that's a fit for them. He could go right off the board. Did you take Bateman for them as well? I certainly did. Yes. Okay. So I, I didn't mean that. I didn't even realize it, but I think that's a, a fit for them at 22. I would agree with that. Uh, the Jets here at 23. I'm going to go with Travis Etienne. Uh, let's Ooh. let's add some more offensive weapons as the Jets try to not replicate uh, their shortcomings by surrounding Sam Darnold with a lack of talent. They're going to try to replenish things to uh, do better with Zach Wilson. Wow. So the that leaves now the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers without a running back option because a lot of people thought that the Steelers would actually have a uh, you know a, a running back in their sights here, whether that be Harris or ETN. Um, but you know what? The Steelers do need to shore up their offensive line. Landon Dickerson out of Alabama, he can play different spots. Um, he's smart. Uh, he can do a, a few different things for them and fit in. So I'm going to put Landon Dickerson on the Steelers at 24. All right. Now it's the Jags at 25. Obviously already addressed Trevor Lawrence. Um, I'm going to go with bringing him a weapon, and let's go Terrace Marshall Jr. out of LSU 25 uh, to try to bolster the weapons around their young quarterback. Okay, so Terrace Marshall Jr. goes 25 to the Jags. That brings me to 26, the Browns. Um, you know what? The Browns have been no uh, – no, they haven't been shy in taking some risks. Jalen Phillips could be the number one pass rusher in this draft. There's a lot of questions about him, but I think that he could fit right there on the opposite side of Miles Garrett and Jalen Phillips, I have 26 of the Browns. And let's go with another edge rusher at 27 to Baltimore, Aziz Ojulari out of Georgia. Uh, as you stated earlier, the edge rushers tend to go uh, in a bit of a run this later than we had yeah. it the first time around. That ring brings number 28. That is the New Orleans Saints. Um, I think the Saints also want to address the edge, try to get to the quarterback a little bit. I'm going to go Joe Tryon, Washington, going to the Saints at 28. All right, 29, we have the Green Bay Packers. And I think this is just a, a value pick as much as anything. Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa out of Notre Dame. Again, a, a hybrid guy that, that can kind of fly around similarly to what the, the Bills have currently with Matt Milano. Ooh, if we are here for the Buffalo Bills, I do not like the way this board particularly fell. But there is one player that I think that would fit in that they could definitely use. But... Um, this is another situation where I think I'd rather see the Bills maybe trade down and get some more value a little bit later or trade up before we got to this particular point. Um, now, Zayvon Collins is the number one ranked player left on the board on the draft network. And there's I love the player. I, John, I just don't see how he fits unless you totally plan on moving on from Tremaine Edmonds because they're not Matt Milano. They just signed him. And I don't think the Bills are willing to do that. If I knew they were, I would completely take Zayvon Collins here. I'm not going to do that, though. I'm going to take Elijah Moore, the wide receiver, um, out of Ole Miss. I think this would be a really nice fit for the Bills on an offense that Sean McDermott said, we can't lose our fastball. What do you think about the way the board looks here? Well, I love Elijah Moore pick. Uh, if of any of these wide receivers at the back end of the first round, he would be the one. He has a great return ability. Uh, it's interesting. I had a great discussion on social media, Twitter last week when I profiled Zayvon Collins. What would be interesting is how the Bills would use someone like him because you could potentially go more base and then you wouldn't use the nickel as much and you would be relying on either your safeties in coverage or Collins and Milano in coverage, which would be an interesting way for them to, to utilize things. But I agree with you. If Matt Milano wasn't resigned, that would be the, the easiest pick right. here. Um, I, yeah, I'm not a fan of it. 
it, with the way that it it fell again you you have the same conversations like gregory gregory rousseau out of miami is really the best edge rusher do you want to go there there's questions about him after not a great pro day you have that crop of slot receivers that moore's in there uh or some linebackers or things like that so i i would agree with you I, in this scenario elijah moore would be my pick as well all right so that brings us to 31 we'll round it out with you picking the ravens and me picking the buccaneers all right, I'm going to go with Trevon Mo Morig out of TCU with safety uh, to get them some help in the back end. And I am going to go for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hmm, you know what? Let's uh, let's go Christian Barmore. It's out of the defensive line so that, uh, you know, they're getting a little more, they're getting older up there in age. So we will do that, and we will round out the first round with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Christian Barmore. All right, John, I know that you're busy. you got to go. I appreciate you doing this very much. Uh, thanks for joining the South Sports and Stuff podcast. Tell everybody what you have going on and where. Right. I'm, I'm rounding out my prospect profiles. Usually I like to schedule them to the last few of them or, or the guys I think really could be in the Bills plan. So these next three days are, are the ones that, you, that I think probably would be best case and guys that could be in the fold at 30. Uh, as well as uh, I'm making my trip. haven't been back home to Cleveland in over two years. I will be there for the draft starting Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for our coverage. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm excited to, to stop the uh, projections and start the discussion after the decisions are made. Okay. All right, John. Thanks, buddy. I really appreciate it. And uh, we'll be looking for your coverage. Thanks for joining me here today. And you have a great rest of your day and week. Thanks. You too, man. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.